0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the No Nonsense DSO Podcast. My name is Jay Trail, and I'm also here with my mother, Kara Trail. Hello. And we are on our third episode of Season 1. Last week, we had an interview with with Scott Cruz, which was absolutely amazing. I hope you guys got a lot out of that, and I think that is probably an absolute listen. If you guys haven't listened to that, and just came straight to this one. Um, Scott gave a lot of good insight on... Just everything he has done in the DSO community and it is absolutely amazing just to hear his experience that he's had over the past 25 years and just listening how he kind of made himself into what he is today. Um, So you guys get out and listen to that. It is absolutely amazing. So today we are going to talk about prospecting. So last episode we talked about the entity setup, and you guys are getting ready to go. So now after you have your name picked out for your entities and you have your entity set up, now it is start time to prospect and really this is just looking for if you're an investor looking for that first dental partner um, or dental lead as we like to call it is somebody that's gonna be by your side and is going to lead you through the dentistry part they're gonna be the front lines they're probably going to be the face of the community if you're an investor that kind of just wants to be the capital just wants to be the money doesn't really want to have a big big influence on what happens just because it's probably not your expertise and you want somebody that you can trust and you get along with and can talk to doctors and bring more doctors into your community. So the other aspect is if you're a dentist already and you already have an office it's looking to bring on another dentist that you enjoy or maybe it's one of your friends or it can be just somebody that you think does great dentistry and it's going to be a great partner for you um, to grow your DSO from the bottom up. Um, so the first thing that we're gonna get into today mom is networking networking
1: networking is huge
0: yeah so networking this is kind of where if you don't want to do that by yourself say you're an investor or you're a dentist that's already got a bunch of different things going on if you're an investor you're probably already in a bunch of other companies or you already have a full-time job that you are working on or you're in real estate and you just don't have time to network or you don't even really know where to start um, networking in the dental world, or if you're a dentist, um, networking can maybe be a little bit easier for you on this side just because a lot of your friends and a lot of your peers are probably dentists or doctors or attorneys or something along that line where you can get out there and network really well. But if you don't want to do that, that's where you would hire someone like myself or my mom or some other third party that's in the dental community that has a lot of different connections or they can do the networking for you just so you don't have to worry about it so it can be taken off your plate. Um, So for networking, where I always start is, I try to find, if I'm working with a dentist, I go out and talk to everybody that they give me. Every single dentist name that they give me, I'll go out and talk to them, have a lunch with them, have a breakfast with them, Or have a dinner with them and me and the dentist will go out and just have a conversation like hey this is what we're trying to do um, and just give them kind of the full picture we want them to be on the same page as us if they're going to come into that company another way is brokers getting out and talking to your dental brokers around the area that you're looking to do a lot of them are going to have the inside scoop this may be good but it also may not be your best option just because these brokers are usually looking for dentists that are trying to retire or just sell their practice and be done. Um, So that's, it's a good way to get out there if you're a DSO that's down the line a little bit to talk to brokers, but in the beginning talking to brokers isn't always the best thing unless that dentist is looking to stay on. Just because when you're bringing that first dental partner is that you want that dentist to stay on to work for you. You want them to generate you money. Um, So that is the first two. Um, The next one would be attorneys. Uh, For attorneys, when you're networking is, they have the inside scoop on a lot of different things. If you're close with attorneys or have some attorney peers in the community, it just kind of, you kind of get the backdoor information on a lot of different things that kind of what's going on in your community and your surrounding areas where you're trying to build a DSO. So that'd be another one. Also accountants, um, if you work with a big accounting firm or your accountant just has a lot of clients, that might be be another good place to start if a lot of dentists use your accountant. And then next is just kind of going if none of those work and they should work, it's just going, like I said, hiring somebody like me that can go to door-to-door and do some cold calling and go in and talk to those front desk people and get past the front desk and actually get into the dentist, uh, in front of the dentist. Um, that's actually a skill. I actually did that up in West Virginia uh, not too long ago, about four or five months ago, and actually got, we, I probably approached about 20 dentists um, and got in front of two of them um, so I mean, it's not that great um, of a percentage, but
1: yeah. But you never know what's out yeah. there. You know what people are looking for. I mean, the biggest thing in prospecting and networking is you have to ask, yep. ask, ask, ask. If you don't ask, you don't know if you don't know what people are thinking. They don't. Um, And nobody knows what you're doing until you start talking to them and networking and just having the conversations. Even It doesn't even necessarily have to be dentist friends. Because even with, um, you know, our group, um, Henritzi Dental Group, the way it got started was not from a dentist friend. It was from a friend that knew a dentist. Um, And, you know, just having those conversations. But asking and having conversations with the people that you know is a huge point of networking. So that's a, that's a big thing is, is just ask, ask, ask.
0: Yep. And that, that's all it is. It's just getting the word of mouth out there. As soon as you get that going, that word of mouth will continue to grow and make it a lot easier for you. Those first, first practice that you bring in the second practice, those are going to be your hardest because you're not you're selling them on basically nothing in the very beginning you're selling them on this picture that you have in your head of what you want to grow but you have to get them on the same page
1: and jay you made a really good point sorry to interrupt you but the view in your head you are selling your vision that hasn't even happened yet and if you have your vision and you know what you want to do then that is the biggest selling point in, in networking. You are selling your vision on what you want to do and having people buy in when it's not even there. Yep. And that is, if you don't even have a vision, it's going to be really hard. But you have a vision, you know, people are going to buy in. There are people out there that, that need this, that are looking for it, and they don't even know they're looking for it until you start talking to them about it.
0: Yeah, and that that's a great point. And sorry that my phone just went off right there in the middle. That's actually terrible that I did that, but it is what it is. So we'll just keep moving on. But yeah, mom made a great point. Is that you have to sell them, especially that first dental partner that you bring in, especially if you're an investor. You've got to have somebody that is on your side and sees the same vision as you do.
1: Well, and it's not even an investor. It's both of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really is both really of them. Is. But I was just saying from that standpoint is that having an investor, especially somebody that doesn't know that much about dentistry, having somebody that is on board with you and understands what you want to do and how you want to grow this and you want them to be a major part of it, that first partner, they just need to be on your side. And you're, you're right. It's the same thing with a new partner on the dentist side as well. Um, that they need to be on on your side and with you through every step of the way and leading as well as you're leading as a dentist. Um, so what
1: other networking things can we do?
0: Um, so I would say the next biggest one is going to conferences. Um, conferences such as the DSO conferences and the DEO conferences, they usually, I think, what do they have, Kara, like one to two a year yep. um, for both of those, so there's usually about four a year where you can get out um, and just get with a community of people that all kind of have the not the exact same vision as you, but are all trying to do group dentistry and grow as um, dentists and dental partners. And you just get to sit down and talk to a bunch of cool people. I mean, you can just make a lot of different connections and just bounce ideas off of each other of how everything's going um, in the beginning as well.
1: And so, I know that you know some of the conferences, especially the D A D E O, um, they've got memberships along the way, so it's not where you have to necessarily wait um, for the conference itself, but they are, they're great marketing. They've got classes and they've got that kind of stuff as well, where you can, you know, network in between, in between the conferences too.
0: Yeah. They have a lot of seminars. Um, I actually get sent a lot of those seminars um, that they have usually about once a month where you can just hop on there and they usually have two or three guests, special guests that come on there and just talk about, All different types of things in dentistry um, from the bottom to the top. So it's really cool just to have those as well. But I would say definitely if you're trying to get into the space, going to at least one or two conferences in that first couple of years is very important. Just to get your name out there as well. I mean... That is one way that Scott gets a lot of his business is just go people going to these conferences and be like, hey, have you ever heard of Scott Cruz and what he does in the dental community? I mean, it's just word of mouth. It's just yeah, that's word everything. Of mouth.
1: And it also is not necessarily. I mean, it's all it's obviously dentists um, to bring into your group for prospecting as well. But it's but it's also vendors and you know how to you know and we'll get into that a whole lot different. But it's it's just networking with all the different. Um, aspects to be able to help you to grow your business so networking is i mean it's huge um and again i'm going to say this probably forty-five thousand times on this uh, podcast but you gotta ask 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 if you don't ask you're you're not going to know what's going on out there
0: yeah um so let's get into the next one uh this is actually one of my favorites that i've kind of not really came up with but i just thought it was a great idea um for a couple of different clients that i've worked with is set up a convention of your own, set up your own conference. It doesn't need to have to be anything amazing. It doesn't have to be anything spectacular. Just go out into the community and invite 25 dentists that you really like and you really want to try to pursue and rent out a hotel conference room or rent out uh, back of a restaurant that has a big room where you can just have your own little conference, your own little party. Invite some, you can invite an your iTero vendor because I'm sure they'll want to come because they're going to want to sell more business. Yep. And just having a bunch of different things where it's not you're just trying to sell them on group dentistry, but bring in some other vendors as well where they can just have a whole picture of kind of what you're doing in your DSO. And it helps everybody there. It just doesn't help you, it helps everybody there.
1: Well, the other thing, and he was, and Jay was talking about bringing in um, the vendors, but the biggest thing with, you know, the networking and talking and um, having people come you want to present like let me give you a different perspective of dentistry. Yeah. Let me let me show you the way that dentistry is changing in this world and how it's going to be in the future. It is not the same single practice stuff anymore, but it's more of hey, let me show you how the world is changing. Let me show you how maybe I can help you out where we all benefit and not and not just you selling your practice. How can we Benefit the whole way, so that's another way you know to go on the angle that you use than just going in for the convention that Jay was talking about of, hey, how do you grow a group? That's not really you know the point of the convention is let me show you what's out there and a new perspect uh, perspective on you know what dentistry is going to be in the future, and that, yeah. that's a that's a really good way to do that.
0: Yeah, and with the convention as well is like a lot of people have, especially a lot of dentists, they have a really bad view on group dentistry, and this is just to open their eyes to show them like, hey, we're here to help you. We're not here to control your culture or do anything on that matter. We're not here to tell you how to do your dentistry, what type of dentistry you should do. We're just here to help. And that's one of the main things that I would try to get across when you're doing your convention, if you ever wanted to do one. So I think it's a really cool idea just to have your own little convention slash conference thing, where you can have it on your own means, hit your own points that you want to talk about, and just kind of go from there.
1: Yeah, and just remember, a lot of dentists, it, it, I mean, you're going to get a lot of rejection, but you can't, I mean, no is just no. It almost just means next, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't go back to them later and go, hey, I understand that you, you not that you don't completely understand what's going on. You don't want to necessarily use those words, but hey, it's not, um, you know, building a group. It is just a different future different aspect different business opportunity for you to be able to look at staying positive and not having rejection bother you is huge and especially in this first part of building the building your dental group
0: and just kind of touch on what uh, my mom said is that it's just there's like she said you're going to get a lot of no's trust me i've dealt with a lot of no's in the past three years um and it's it's tough it sucks that you get those no's uh, but you got to keep pushing. And talking about them coming back to you, that's a major thing that can happen. It may just not—they will—they will, be they will the, come back. It may just not be the time for them. Or especially in those first couple of offices that you're buying, like I still just don't believe in this. And they may tell you that, and that may suck for you. But when you have 10, 12 offices, they may start knocking on your door and begging you to come and join because then it's talk and the word will spread. And it'd be like they have built an amazing culture over here have helped me take care of all my finance situations. They have helped me not have to worry about bookkeeping anymore or anything like that, that I don't want to. It's so just that's, that's a, it's just a, small a great community.
1: Thing. It's just a really small, small community. And just staying positive the whole time while you're prospecting is great. And you're going to get no's, but you're going to get a lot of yes's, and you'll be surprised at who says yes and who doesn't. Yeah. You will.
0: And sometimes, just to put this out there, you may have to say no to. Yes. That's another big thing is that you don't want to become a happy yes man um, when these dentists come to you because they may not be a right fit for you. And you're going to have to have that hard conversation with them that – it's just you're not the fit for my company and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that you just need have to say no too. sometimes when you get to that point where you're a thriving company and a lot of different dentists want to join you
1: yeah so let's just have great success and we have a couple candidates out there once we have a couple candidates that want to have you know some conversations what what do we do how do how do we handle that
0: so say I mean each time that you have a candidate that's great after you get to that point you kind of really want to sit down um, I've kind of heard a bunch of different people talk about this it's called speed dating it's basically what they call it <laughs> that's a good it's, word. It's, it's speed dating um, so you're gonna get a lot of different time with these dentists and you have a lot of different meetings um, before you know you go in and buy their practice
1: uh, chicken dinners
0: yeah and a lot of <laughs> bourbon and a lot of having a good time if you're into that type of thing but um it's just it's speed dating i mean you're gonna have a couple of months uh, probably you know three to six months where from start to finish where you buy their practice if they're a really good candidate just because you don't want them to slip through the cracks or something like that to happen so you just you just want to become comfortable with them you want to be able to talk to them you want to make sure they're a good fit personally as well as they're doing good dentistry because if they're a c-minus partner but an A-plus dentist, that may not be somebody that you want, especially on the front end, because you just don't wanna deal with all those headaches. You know, Later down the road, where you have nine, 10 offices that are a well-oiled machine, you may bring somebody else in like that, and they're doing really good numbers, but they're not the great personal fit that you think for your company. It may be okay then, but in the beginning, it's just not gonna work.
1: And you could have a B-minus dentist, um, but an A partner, and that may be a wonderful fit for
0: you Yep, it, may, it might be actually perfect because yeah. you know that you're not going to have to worry about the headache and they're going to do great networking for you down the line where they're going to bring even more dentists in that are probably going to be a plus dentists and hopefully a plus partners too yeah. so that that's the main thing when you're looking for that first dentist they can't be a dentist that is just all by themselves doesn't have any connections they they need to be somebody that's out in the dental world that is kind of thriving talking to other dentists that can help you bring other ones in so it's not all put on your shoulders where i have to do every single bit of networking yeah
1: they're excited about your vision yep they're excited about what you're working towards and they're they're getting on your bus and you know the goal for after that first meeting you get a you know you get a candidate or a dentist or whatever you want to say you know the first meeting the only goal for that meeting is to have a second conversation. Yep. That's That's it. it. You, the first goal, the only goal is to have a next conversation. And then the next time you meet them, you want to have a next conversation and then have a next conversation. You just want to be, have them engage and you'll be surprised. Sometimes after that first meeting, they're ready to go hit the road and you got them. It may take three or four. Um, and it's not, it's not a bad thing to have those conversations. That way, you get to know them more. You get to know, you know, what their goals are. What you can solve issues for them. You know, it's not a bad thing to have three or four meetings before, even more than that, before they before they say yes. But your goal for the meetings is to get a next meeting. That's the goal of it.
0: Yep, that's a hundred percent right. And you just you want to keep them. You want to keep them on the line. You want them to keep them there. You want to fill a pipeline of dentists that you can have at any moment that you just want to keep funneling in and funneling in and funneling in because you never know something when something can happen where you need a dentist at this very second. Um, so yeah. yeah. That's so, a good
1: that's a good point, Jay. I yeah. mean, you always want to have a pipeline, not from your first dentist, I mean, from the first dentist but to your 20th dentist yeah. or your 50th dentist or however many you want to get. You always want to have a pipeline because you just you It's always, it's always a need in the, in the dentist. I mean, there's not, there's not a million dentists out there. You know, there's only so many dentists that are going to go to school for that long to be able to, you know, do, to be able to be a great partner and stuff for you or even associate for that matter. So you always want to have a pipeline, but, and I would definitely call it speed dating at the beginning for sure.
0: It is. I mean, cause you're just trying to get to know a person as fast as you possibly can. And it, it can be tough, but you'll know. I mean, you'll, you'll know deep down if this is the right person for you or not. Just trust your gut and go with your gut because that's always the best thing that you can do.
1: And sometimes it may not be right, no. but that doesn't mean that you cannot learn from that situation either. Because no. crazy dentists can hold it together for two or three years. Yeah, I've Just heard that saying. one before.
0: <laughs> they can hold it together for a couple of years and be okay, but then it, it you'll see. It, it can it get rough where you have a lot of different personalities coming together um especially when you're dealing with any type of doctor you know that they have amazing personalities and are great to work with sometimes but also sometimes everybody can be egotistical but when you're dealing with doctors and dentists and things like that it can be tough you just want somebody that's going to be a good person is going to want your company to thrive like you do
1: and and more often than not that they that they are out there yeah. i mean you know they want the same thing they went to school to be able to take care of patients you know more often than not, you're going to find some really awesome partners. But just keep in mind, if, you know, if it's not a good fit at the beginning, it doesn't mean that it's, it has to be there forever. So, you know, that's another thing is sometimes, um, you know, you'll learn, um, you know, throughout the, the process of them being your associates or partners and that kind of stuff. And it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it because you're going to learn no matter what, what happens. Um, but you try to get a good fit to start with. You don't, that's one of the things that Jay um, and Scott do a really good job of. They, um, Their biggest contribution to you is what to buy or who to, to partner with. Actually, not that. Sorry, I said that backwards. Who not to partner with and what not to buy. Yeah. So, sorry about that. It was totally backwards. But their big key to be able to help you out is what not to do, ne- not necessarily what to yeah, do. Yeah, we're not
0: here to tell you what to do. We're yes. here to tell you what not to do. Sorry, I did it um, And it's okay. <laughs> um, just, yeah, just to tell you what not to do, just because especially um, with me having Scott in my corner and be- him being in this for 30 years, he just gives me so much great advice. I can call him up at any time and be like, hey, this is kind of what's going on. He's like, yeah, I'll stay away from that. Don't do that. And I've heard that multiple times now. And uh, usually 99.9% of the time he's right, even though that a lot of people don't want to tell him that, me included sometimes, because he's always right and drives people crazy. But that's just how it is. That's what happens when you become an expert in this business and have been in it for 30 years. Um, so the last thing, and we're going to kind of talk about this, I believe, in next episode or the episode after that, is the last thing is, is when you get, to that point where you feel comfortable um, with your new partner is that you want to ask them for your financials you'll send them an NDA just to make sure everything is um, a non-disclosure agreement if you're not aware what an NDA is uh, just to make sure that you're not going to go out and start sending their numbers off to anybody else um, but we'll get in that, that a little bit more in the next episode, but that's one of the first things after you guys become comfortable with each other is that you wanna make sure that they're doing good dentistry and they're getting that you know 10 to 20% margin, because if they're getting below that, then you're really probably not gonna want them to bring them into your business, especially for those first couple of offices, because you want them to be making money out of the gate and not costing you a bunch of money down the road and eventually, uh, especially if you don't have a bunch of money and running capital for those first First couple of months, so you want to make sure that as soon as you buy that office, and on that Monday when you go in there, um, and they turn the key and it's your office now, you want to run the exact same. You want them to be doing the exact same numbers. Um, so we'll probably get into that a little bit next episode. Um, or the following episode, I'm not sure how we're going to line it up, but that is the one of the first things that you need to get from them after you feel comfortable with them, just so you're not wasting your time if they're not doing great numbers and you're not interested in buying them. Yeah,
1: but I will tell you, um, prospecting is for some people it's it's a really hard thing to do, but for others it is so awesome to be able to listen to people's. Um, the way they're, you know, how they are in their life right there, how you can help them, and being able to see your vision. Um, prospecting is probably one of the funnest things that that people do. But, you know, getting a lot of no's is hard on some people. But if you don't care about that, it could be probably the, one the funnest part of this whole kit and caboodle of building a dental group.
0: Yeah, And it, it takes a lot of people out of their comfort zone, too. It does. Um, it just makes you... When you get that first yes, you will feel amazing, (laughs) especially after you've gotten 50 no's and that one yes will make it all worthwhile. I promise you I've been through it the past couple of years when you get that first yes, and you get somebody that believes in your business and believes in your idea, and then all you want to do is work as hard as you possibly can for them and show them, hey, this is what I can do for you, and this is what I bring to the table. And it's on. It's amazing.
1: So I have a little quote, Jay. I don't know who it's from, and I'll have to look it up, <laughs> and maybe I'll let you know next time. But I can't remember. But it says, you got to ask. Asking is the world's most powerful and neglected secret to success and happiness yep. because if you don't ask you will never receive it yeah.
0: i like that quote mom a lot that's it goes perfectly what we've been talking about today um so i believe that's it mom do you have anything else that you want to say i think we hit pretty much everything that i wanted to talk about anything that you want to talk about that i left nope. off
1: just ask everybody you know even if they're not dentists yep because you don't know who knows who in this world
0: yep and like always um our emails will be in the description and also my website jtdevelopmentllc.com And mom, you can say goodbye to the people.
1: Bye, people.